Hello, welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today on the podcast, we're talking about two things. Uh, Drake's new CLB album and then AEW Wednesday Dynamite. We'll be talking about that. Let's start off with Drake's new album. Uh, a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. A lot of people think it's mid. So yeah, that's what we got. Uh, if you don't know what I think about Drake, I think he's an industry client, but that doesn't mean that people can't enjoy his music. We know he doesn't write his music most of the time. We know he's making catchy music because that's all really the dude can make at this point. Uh, he's a rapper, but not really a rapper. So that's where we're sitting with Drake right now. Uh, we started out with uh, Champagne Poetry. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. It wasn't an intro like Kanye's. Thank you for that, Drake. We do appreciate that, or I appreciate it. Um, it was a solid little intro song. Uh, great samples in the background. The producing was great. Uh, I would have had it to be a little bit shorter, though. Five minutes and 37 seconds for that. I don't really know, but it's Drake. It's going to be whatever. 21 songs are on this album, by the way. So, yeah, uh, I thought it should have been a little bit shorter, but really, it's a good intro. I'm not going to complain about it. Um, also, if you don't remember what our scale looks like, uh, one is trash, two is below average, three is average, four is good, five is great, six is legendary. I don't give sixes out a lot or ever <laughs> at this point. Uh, and Donda got a three out of five album, so it was an average album. Um, but now we're moving on to tricks. Uh, number two song was, uh, Poppy's Home, three out of five. Um, this was two minutes and 59 seconds. And this is just pop star Drake. He's trying to be something. He's a rapper, but not a rapper. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about that song. So yeah, let's move on to the next one. Uh, number three was Girls Want Girls featuring Lil Baby. And this is three minutes and 43 seconds. Um, so yeah, here's what we got here. Uh, Drake said he was a lesbian. Uh, cool, I guess. Uh, I really don't know. Um, and then I don't like Drake singing in his song because he's not a pop star. He's a rapper. He's supposed to be a rapper. And of course, Lil Baby brought up his money because he brings it up in every single song he's ever been on or every single song he's made. The production is really good, though. This is one thing I can't say about this Drake album. They did add in a lot of cool samples here and there. And it had great production, my boy uh, from Victorious, uh, Andre, that's not his real name, Leon Thomas. Uh, he was doing some production for this album. The production's good in my opinion, I like it. Uh, but the, the songs and the rap lyrics are a whole different thing. Um, now let's move on to number four, In the Bible, featuring Lil Durk and Gibeon. Uh Four minutes and 57 seconds this song was. I gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Drake's verse wasn't really that good. Um, Lil Durk wasn't that good. Uh, the guitar, little solo sound is good. Whoever add that in there, good job to you. Uh, Gimeon is good, but he should have been on the hook. I don't know why he wasn't on the hook and they had Drake be the hook. Gimeon is R&B, according to most people, so have him be the hook. But whatever, I'm not writing these songs. Then we moved on to number five, Love All, featuring Jay-Z. Three minutes and 49 seconds, two out of five. Uh, Jay-Z sounded better on this track, on this album, than he did on Kanye's album. Because on Kanye's album, it sounded like they just got him in and told him to freestyle. But on this, he stayed about what the topic was that, Jay that Drake was rapping about. 
Uh, Drake had a good little line about nobody cares to R.I.P., which was a cool bar right there, but that was about the only thing I got from Drake in this. Uh, Drake singing, rapping isn't really that good to me either. Uh, Jay, as I said, Jay was better on this than he was with Kanye, because at least he talked about the same thing Drake was talking about. Uh, moving on, we had number six, Fair Trade, featuring Travis Scott. I gave this a two out of five as well. This is four minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, Drake has gotten worse over the years, I wrote. Uh, remember when we had Drake start from the bottom now we're here, even though you realize he didn't write that song because <laughs> it was somebody else and Drake's never been at the bottom because he is from middle-class Canada. But at least I could remember when I thought Drake wrote his own lyrics and it was good, but whatever. Um, and I don't know what Travis Scott was doing at the beginning. They just had him be a robot or something weird and I went with it. Two out of five here. Um, Seven was way too sexy, featuring Future and Young Thug. This is four minutes and 41 seconds. And of course, they remade a not very good one-hit wonder, um, and they sampled it, too, by the way. They decided this was a good idea to sample this. Um, and Drake said, okay, a lot at the beginning. Uh, and then Future was on the hook. I don't know why. Whoever said Future should do the hook was on crack. He says, Future could do the hook. And they had Future with his lean go, I do sexy, blah, 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 da, 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 da. And you had Future on autotune sounding like a crackhead. Uh, this is what that was. Um, I said Future and his lean weren't very creative. And if you don't get that, it's because Future uh, made a bunch of songs about being a lean addict, then came out and said, hey, I'm not a lean addict, which is kind of stupid that you made all these songs about somebody that you're not. Um, so I don't like Travis, I don't like Future at this moment in time. Uh, so, and then they changed the beat, and then they go back to the original beat, and Young Thug wasn't very good here either. Uh, so whatever. Uh, this is not a great album right now. Moving on. He went to number eight, TSU. I gave this a three out of five. This was a very 2016, 2018 Drake type Drake beat. Um, but ultimately, it's five minutes and 10 seconds. This is the same Drake I've heard over and over again. He raps it's about the same stuff. He raps the same. He does the same stuff he's always done since he became this pop star. But anyways, moving on. And then we got in number nine, In Too Deep, featuring Future. <laughs> Drake decided let's have Future on another song on this album. Um, I'm sure his lean will kick in and be creative this song. Uh, and it just sounded like filler. They changed the beat. And then Future is as great as he's ever been on this. And I'm joking, obviously. So two out of five. Then we went to Pipe Down. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It's more singing rap Drake. It, it was 3 minutes and 17 seconds. So I'll... Or 3 minutes and 27 seconds. So I'll rate it a little bit higher than most Drake singing rap songs. Uh, then we went to 11. Yubba's Heartbreak. 4 out of 5. 2 minutes and 15 seconds. The singing was amazing on this. And I know it wasn't by Drake. And it, this was great. I like that. So then... We moved on to No Friends in the Industry. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. 3 minutes and 25 seconds. Um, oof. It was a nice little sample they had going right there. It was pretty good. Um, then we went to number 13, Knife. Knife Talk, featuring 21 Savage and Project Pat. 
This is a two out of five. Four minutes and four seconds this song was. Uh, this is the same 21 Savage I've been hearing since uh, M's in my bank account, 21 Savage, where he's talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, M's in my bank account, blah, blah, blah. It's the same exact 21 Savage. He raps the same way, he does his cadence is the exact same, and it just ain't it for me. If you care about the new generation of rap where they sound the same and rap about the same stuff, go ahead. That's all you. Um, then we moved on to 7 a.m., on the brittle path three out of five for me it sounds like filler good filler though i mean typically you get a bunch of artists who put in filler and their filler sucks but drake has pretty decent filler because most of his songs sound like filler to be honest but it was good filler for me uh then we had race my mind and gives two out of five because we went back to singing rap drake again and it was 4 minutes and 31 seconds, and I can't give you a 3 out of 5 for 4 minutes plus of you singing and rapping, Drake. Uh, then we went to Fountains featuring Tim's. Uh, not the shoes, Tim's, unfortunately, but we got Tim's. Uh, 3 out of 5 for me. This song was 3 minutes and 13 seconds. It sounded like an old Drake-type beat. Sounded, it, almost sounded like a, it almost sounded like a reused version of One Dance with the, the like... Dun, 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 dun. I don't really know. But, it's, I mean, the beat sounded very familiar. Uh, three out of five for me. Uh, then we went to Get Along Better featuring Ty Dolla Sign. And it was Drake singing again. And this is two out of five. Thumbs down on Drake singing. Then we went to my favorite song of the album. You Only Live Twice featuring Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, and Drake. Obviously, is on the song. This is three minutes and 34 seconds. And this was a five out of five. Rick Ross was good on this. He sounded good. Drake sounded good on this. Wayne sounded good on this. All of them. Drake and Wayne sounded great on this little uptight beat where it was more happy type mood to it. Sounded really good. Lil Wayne knew what he was doing on it. Drake knew what he was doing on it. Rick Ross. Rick Ross sounded about the same on everything, but the way Rick Ross talks, I mean, it makes it more interesting because Rick Ross, Rick Ross sounds like a dude. Um... <laughs> Young Thug and Future don't sound like dudes, or Future don't sound like a dude. It's just... When I say a dude, I'm talking about a guy who can be a superstar. Future don't sound like a superstar. Rick Ross sounds like a superstar. And the little playback music that he has on every track he does, I like it. So yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought You Only Live Twice was the best song in the album. Five out of five for me. Then we went to IMY2 featuring Kid Cudi. This is a 3 out of 5 for me. I mean, it's Kid Cudi. So, yeah. Anyway. I, I do like Kid Cudi. Old Kid Cudi. But new Kid Cudi ain't really my thing. Uh, but 4 minutes, 13 seconds. I get a 3 out of 5. Um, Effing Fans is a 1 out of 5. Auto-tuned singing trick definitely isn't it. And you gave me another 4 minutes of this. Whatever. Um, then 21 was Remorse. Uh, this was a 2 out of 5 for me. Drake talks about how people don't want him to be successful, which he's been talking about this whole entire album, which is great. Um, now it's time for me to add up the numbers real quick, and we will see what this album is graded as out of 5. Uh, well, let me know what y'all thought of the album. Um, obviously, I am not a big Drake guy, especially when you don't write your own music. Um, never gonna be on my side, I can tell you that. 
Uh, but tell me what you thought about it. You, some people probably loved it. I know um, some of my buddies, they absolutely loved this. They said it is the greatest album ever. Well, actually, that's what they said about Donda. They said it's the greatest album of the decade. Oh, we're getting a little bit weird there. Greatest album of the decade? That album was mid. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, let's see. What was your favorite song on the album, too, by the way? I'm sure some of you did not like the song that I liked. You probably thought that this song was trash because it had real rappers on it. Tell me what you thought about it. Uh, and when do you think Drake will release next? Hopefully never. Hopefully he retires. That would be my glory right there. Drake retires. Don't have to hear him anymore but that probably won't happen same with kanye if kanye made a real christian album i would love that because kanye is one of my boys but ugh, just wasn't it for a while and we are at the last part and let's see let's calculate it up and this album according to the real average um, according to the real average, it says 2.5, but that's just on the actual album as is. I will give it an extra point because of the production on it. I really love the production on it. And typically, this gets the same rating as Kanye's album. This is a 3 out of 5, should be a 2 out of 5, 2.5 out of 5, so should Kanye's. But I bumped it up, uh, because of a song that I misgraded on it, but... There we go. So Donda and CLB both get three out of fives from me, which are average albums. I mean, there's nothing wrong with average. I mean, nothing wrong with it. Uh, so yeah, there you go on that. Now let's move on to AEW. We broke the rules. We broke the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you say. Um, so AEW Dynamite. Uh, we had uh, J Jim Ross said it's Wednesday night. You know what that means? And Excalibur was back. So this show sucked. Uh. CM Punk came out, and Punk is going to be on commentary, and CM Punk jumped in the crowd, which is cool, um, and then they said a guy in the crowd, he had polka dots on, and they said, hey, you dressed up like Tommy Dreamer, and the guy was obviously dressed up like Dusty Rhodes, but okay, whatever you say. Then we start off with uh, Adam Cole, baby, versus Frankie Kazarian, uh, I like Frankie Kazarian, but Adam Cole got cheered, even though he's an obviously heel here, joining with the heels, being the, the elite. But he gets cheered because fans don't know what they want. Um, and Cole, Adam Cole got a bigger pop than Frankie Kazarian did. Uh, Jim Ross said, well, the fans sure want Frankie Kazarian to win. And if you even listen to the show, you know nobody was cheering for Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Frankie hit a nice, good rolling suplex, which I liked. Uh... Uh, CM Punk and Tony Khan talked about Tony, or sorry, CM Punk and Tony Schiavone, not Tony Khan. CM Punk and Tony Schiavone talked about Tony being friends with Adam Cole's girlfriend. Uh, and then they had a strike contest, the fans cheered for Cole, and then Adam Cole won. Adam Cole got a mic and got cheered again. Then he said, well, I'm just gonna have a match at Rampage, so that's what's gonna happen. And cool. And then they had the Lucha, <laughs> then they had the Lucha Bros on the TV and the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade are gonna have a match at Rampage why did this happen yeah I don't know you just need to fill TV time apparently um 
<laughs> the butcher and the blade are going to get a tire shot, by the way. Then you got Fuego Del Sol and Sammy Camaro. And why is Fuego on TV? He's like, he's won one match of 41 and he's a jobber rising on TV again? I don't know. I don't book the show. And he said, well, I just got a new car and we should do a match against Miro where I put my car on the line and Miro puts the TNT title on the line. Boom. And later Miro says yes to this. So that's going to be a match. Then MGF comes out. MGF got a big boo, which is great. Uh, he made fun of New Jersey. He said he's going to talk to Brian Pillman Sr. And then he said, Brian Pillman's in hell, which was great. Uh, he tells Brian, he told, he told Brian to tell his son, don't shut the Queen's house. He's got a killed. And then Brian Pillman Jr. music, his music hits. He comes running out. He has a chair. He gets stopped by Wardlow. Uh, the heels run away. And this feels great. The varsity blondes and the acclaim typically make everything work. So does MJF, to be honest. They have a good little feud going on. And you have JR and Brian Pillman Jr. being <laughs> interviewed. Jim Ross told a story about Brian Sr. And Jim says, Brian, you have to beat that son of a gun, NJF. I'm telling you, you have to beat him. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Then we had Christian and Jurassic Express being interviewed. And Jungle Boy says he has better friends and hair than the Young Bucks. Or, and Adam Cole. Which is a really weird thing to say, Jungle Boy. He just wanted to add that in there. That was a shoot, brother. He wanted to throw that in there, but whatever. Um, and Marco stunts on TV for some reason, and Christian took over and talked, and I didn't care. Then we had the best tag team, FTR versus Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Uh, love the tag ropes that, MJ, that FTR has to have in their matches. They're cool. Uh, and they only happen in FTR matches, by the way. Uh, Babyface Punk on commentary isn't for me. I've seen Punk was always cool when he was roasting people, and now he's supposed to be the good guy. And Picture in Picture still sucks. And they did a random double pin for some reason. It just didn't make any sense. And the ref was actually going to actually gonna count the wrong pin. He finally realized, oh, crap, that's not the right side. And FTR won, which was cool. Excalibur says totally helped them. And... Tully Blanchard didn't help FTR, like, at all in this match. Excalibur smoking crack. Um, then, then they talked about some random Japan guy who was upset because his music was cut off last week. Okay, cool. Uh, they're going to have a 50-year-old Japan guy next week bumping the ring. Great. And you had Malachi Black. He was cutting a promo. And the commentary says it's the most anticipated match in AEW. Uh, Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes. Well, it's not for me. I can tell you that. Uh, Malachi calls out Rosaria Dawson, who is at the ringside. And then Cody Rhodes... <laughs> Rosario comes into the arena. Like, she walks... She gets past the barricade, no problem. And then Cody Rhodes comes out, and Rosario Dawson jumped on Malachi Black, and then Cody and Malachi Black brawled around the arena, and a random fan threw a punch at Malachi Black, which is cool. And they brawl in the crowd. This is about the same as other every brawl in the crowd. They go to commercial in front <laughs> in the brawl, too. Cool. Then you had Anna Jay and Ty Conti, or Ty Conti hanging out with the Dark Order. And this is stupid, because you take away time from your top babyface women to give it to the Dark Order. Cool. Then you had Dan Lambert and the boys. The best part of the show, my man, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert and the boys were out there. 
Dan Lambert says the only shirts sold in this in this damn company at the merchandise stand are boys small and women's extra large. And then Chris Jericho came out. Oh lord. And then Jake Hagar's with them, which is cool because this kind of feud is between uh, MMA guys and AW guys, but the MMA guys can't fight. So hopefully Hagar turns on Jericho. Because this is, this is really what this has to set it for. Hagar's not doing anything. And Hagar's an MMA guy. So he should turn on Jericho here. That'd make more sense. Um, Dan Lambert says, The fans don't know the lyrics to your crappy song, Chris. And Chris calls Dan fat. And apparently Chris hasn't looked in the mirror lately because Chris is fat. And Jericho's just not it right now. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky uh, should win next week because Jericho challenged him to a match. Uh, but knowing AEW, Chris Jericho's gonna bury both of them. He said, this one's my kid. Why don't you go to the back? Then you had the Gun Club, which is 50-year-old, <laughs> almost 60-year-old Billy Gunn and his two kids. And the Gun Club said, they have been disrespected. That's why they took a knife and stabbed Big Show in the back. Or, sorry, Paul White. Um, then you had Jade Cargill versus Layla Hirsch. And Jade Cargill's ranked third, and she's like 14-0 right now, which makes no sense. But whatever. Uh, this match looks like a Marco stunt match because Layla Hirsch is very short, and I didn't like this match. Uh, but Dark Side of the Rings is coming back, so I'll be reviewing Dark Side of the Rings on the Sunday shows, which is cool. I love Dark Side of the Ring. Um, Andra- er, yeah, uh, Jade Cargill won. Andrade said some random stuff on TV, and then Taz came out with Hook. Taz said, I'm going to hit the Taz mission, uh, but unfortunately he didn't. Um, then Steampunk got up from the commentary table, then Powerhouse Hops snuck attack him from behind, and then Hook got him in a dragon sleeper, he hit him at the Taz mission, and then Team Taz slammed Punk on a table that didn't break. Then you had Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. Uh, Sean Spears is the man, he has the chair, which I love Sean Spears right now, he's the best person in this company. That's not Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky or Dan Lambert or MJF. He's not. He's one of the boys, my boys right now. Um, someone had a coffin flop sign, which I thought was awesome. And the Pinnacle actually hasn't been on TV as a group in like a month plus right now, which is that's great. Uh, Sean Spears rubbed the paint off of Darby Allen's face, and apparently the commentary said Darby wears a permanent chain. Uh, cool. Uh, Darby wins because he's Darby Allen, and then FTR gets in the ring, they beat him up, and then Tully hits Sting with the chair, and Sting no-sold it because he's Sting, and Sting sucks. Uh, and then FTR beat up Sting, which is good, I guess. I don't know. Then they hit a spike pile driver on Sting, and they wiped the face paint off of Sting. Then Tony Schiavone was in the ring, and Brian Danielson comes out, and then Excalibur talks about the time he fought Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, and got beat up. Brian takes the mic, which ruins the whole purpose of why Tony Schiavone is in the ring. Don Callis came out with Kenny Omega, and Don calls Brian a mark. He said, you're a mark, kid. Um, and then Brian was thrusted into the main event scene because he's Brian Danielson, and nobody else can get in. Uh, and then Brian challenged Kenny to a match, and Kenny said yes. And then Miro said... Why is Fuego calling him out? Because he sucks. And then Mox and Kingston versus 2.0 was the main event. I skipped that. So there's the show. Um, overall, it was pretty decent. I enjoyed Dan Lambert on the show. I enjoyed MJF. So yeah. 
Uh, that is it for the whole podcast. Um, thank you. Let me know if you want me to review any other albums that are out there. So, yeah. Let, let me know. If you want me to review an album of the year that you think is album of the year, let me know. But anyways, thanks for listening to the 3 Podcast. Stay safe. Peace out.